Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. Hello, everyone. Mike Cleveland here with my good friend and brother, Eric Hurt. So glad to be back with part two of our podcast on Acts chapter 10. Eric, welcome. So good to continue this study with you today. Absolutely. I love that we're doing a, a part two uh, because, you know, just our hearts are overflowing as we were uh, considering Acts chapter 10. And we just felt like uh, we needed to do a, a part two. So I'm happy to be here with you, Mike. Yeah, it, it, there's so much in this passage. If you've not listened to part one, uh, that would help set the stage or provide some context for what Eric and I are going to uh, speak about. Uh, in this podcast. So go back to listen to Acts chapter 10, part one. We pretty much read through the whole passage, all 48 verses, I think. Um, (laughs) And so now, Eric, why don't you, if you would, take just a minute and make a summary of this passage. Bring our listeners up to speed if they maybe didn't catch the first one. What is Acts 10 talking about and showing us? Well, there's so much that can be considered here, brother. Uh, I'd probably need the entire podcast to do a summary, but what we see is uh, Cornelius, a religious man, and Peter, uh, one that was already chosen by God, both needed a vision, both needed revelation uh, in their lives. And we saw that this one was a religious, and then we have Peter, Cornelius and Peter. They both uh, needed revelation. They both needed the cross for further uh, understanding, for life and maturity. And, and we see that uh, God had given them both visions brought together by the message of the cross. Uh, Cornelius's family uh, heard the message of the cross, uh, received the Holy Spirit, and began praising God. You know, their lives were never the same. This brought unity and correction to Peter as well as he was considering uh, the Gentiles as impure. And God had lovingly corrected him. And both were corrected and connected uh, at the cross in this passage. And so it's just a wonderful passage. And as we've ended uh, in part one, we saw that they stayed together and fellowship together around the cross. Um, you know, they were joined together. Uh, both were now part of the body of Christ and, and everyone learned so many wonderful lessons uh, in part one of the podcast. You know, I mean, in, in this story, Peter and Cornelius's family, they all learned such valuable lessons here, didn't they? Yes, and I love how you said they were corrected and connected around the cross. That, that's awesome, um, because that's what the cross does. Um, see, uh, Cornelius needed to be corrected in his understanding of salvation. Uh, he needed to understand Titus 3.5, which says he saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. 
He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. In other words, at the cross, we're washed free from our, our sin, and the Holy Spirit comes and, and applies that. And so it's not by our prayers and our giving and our religious works. It's by the mercy and grace of God as demonstrated at the cross of Jesus Christ. He was corrected, wasn't he? But then they were connected. Uh, at the end, Cornelius said, Peter, please stay a few days. Uh, and they were connected around the cross. They were experiencing together their forgiveness and their love and God's love. And it, that was beautiful. I love the way you put that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just, uh, like you said, uh, when, you know, we were enemies of God and we see that they were enemies as well, so to speak, right? And weak and sinful and we need the revelation of the cross to unite uh, enemies together, right? Uh, and to bring that which was hostile, peace. And this all happens through Jesus's death and his powerful resurrection, where he puts this all to, net, to death and connects us and joins us as part of the body. It's just a beautiful story here that we see in uh, the reason why we're just so excited to do carry on this part two. Yeah, I thought of an illustration uh, that because Peter needed to be corrected too, and the cross corrects his understanding as well. Like you said, Peter viewed the Gentiles in a separate category. They were dogs. They were impure, and so God had to reveal to Peter that he should not call anyone impure that God had made pure. Uh, that's an important lesson. Um, it's an important lesson because Peter needed to be connected with this Gentile named Cornelius. Um, he needed to be corrected in his understanding of how far the cross really goes and to be connected with all his brothers and sisters who by faith believe in the message of the cross. Um, Eric, did you have any any like uh, final thoughts or any other truths? And before I just share this illustration, I thought of uh, regarding this passage. Oh my goodness, this is uh, you know I I love to consider this passage where where law and grace collided. You know, we see in verse twenty eight, uh, Peter said, "You are all aware, aware that it is against our." law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. You know, but God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. Uh, you know, we see that the law would have kept him away from the house of Cornelius. The law had uh, made a category, <clears throat> but grace and law, law and grace collided and grace won, brother. <laughs> Grace won. Grace always wins. God's grace is greater than any law, greater than our sin. And, you know, I love to consider how, you know, another place where law and grace collided, we see the woman caught in adultery. The law condemned her and rightfully should have put her to death. But grace stepped in and took her place. And took the condemnation, and she was free to go. 
another place where law and grace collided. And I just love to consider these as we receive more revelation ourselves as, by looking at these stories. That was wonderful. Uh, I love both those illustrations of law and grace colliding. Um, and, you know, grace wins. Uh, <laughs> love overcomes and triumphs. Um, and, you know, Peter needed to be corrected, even though he was a believer fully restored by Jesus himself, had, had living faith and a living hope, and he, he wrote about these things. But he, his problem was that he was categorizing certain people. Those are Gentiles. Um, Eric, we have an issue in our day-to-day. Um, those are blacks. Those are whites. Those are uh, old white men, or those are, you know what I mean? People categorize other people. And at the foot of the cross, we see there is no such thing as Jew or Gentile, male or female, black or white. There's no such thing. There's only the blood red of Jesus, the red blood that washed our sins away. Um, and Peter didn't quite get that yet until he, he received this further vision, this vision from God. Eric, that's why we need a vision of the cross every day for the rest of our lives to continue breaking down uh, these barriers, correcting our understanding and connecting us with our brothers and sisters. I thought of an illustration of where Peter was right here before this vision. You know, in 2 Samuel 14, um, David has banished his son Absalom. Uh, because of some things Absalom had done. David had banished him. And a woman from Tekoa came to David and says, you know, David, God doesn't banish people. He he devises ways by which banished people might might not be estranged from him any longer. Now, how are you doing? And and it, And David got the point. It's like when Nathan said, you're the man. David got the point. And he says, okay, yes, bring Absalom back to Jerusalem. But Eric, here's where he looks like Peter, because he, he ruined the picture of the gospel here. He brought, he brought Absalom back to Jerusalem, but wouldn't let him in his house. Mm. And, and, and that's the way sometimes we people feel. We feel like, you know, well, yeah, sure, they can be in the kingdom. They can be believers, but they can't whatever, because they're in a category based upon their past or based upon their sin. Mm. Um, you're, you're divorced. You're, uh, you were a drunk. You, you lived as a gay person. Therefore, sure, you can be in the kingdom here, but you can't really come into my house. Mm. You know? I'm not really going to have fellowship with you. Oh, sure, you can be forgiven, but we, well, I'm not going to invite you over. It's, it's as if you know, we think somehow that, sure, God accepts me, but he kind of holds his nose when I come near. And, mm. and that's not true. Yeah. Um, and, and so D Peter was somewhat like David here. Well, you know, those Greeks, those Gentiles, they're in this category over there. You know, they are, are dogs. They are, and, and this had to be broken down. And maybe someone listening has been in one of those categories or another category, maybe. 
and they don't feel fully accepted. Maybe they know of God's forgiveness, Eric, but, but they don't feel fully accepted. They don't feel like they can use their gifts in the body of Christ because of their past. Well, that's not a restriction that God places on them. That's a human being. That's, a, that's because of human prejudice that they need a further revelation from God that if you're a believer, there's no other category. There's just believers and unbelievers. What do you think of that? Oh, man, I, I, that was so awesome. I love it because there is no way to be truly united and lifted up and restored in your thinking and your life and to receive fur, further revelation than, than to have the cross. We, this is the importance of the gospel message that you just described the importance of the gospel message to be delivered, preached, and taught in the church uh, and in the world and the message we go out with. This is the only message, brother, that will tear down these walls of hostility uh, between Jew and Gentile. We'll never be united, right? We can be united around something, whatever it is, go ahead, but it has no power. The cross is the power that unites enemies together. The cross is the power that puts to death our thinking that may be wrong. This is how revelations of further gospel instruction uh, teach us and correct us. This is why, brother, we need the cross every day to help us. We must be anchored there. You know, we see in this, in this story, in Acts 10, it was the cross that brought life and salvation to religious family. It was the cross that sanctifies and corrects those saved. It was the cross that brought Jew and Gentile together. It was the cross that tore down the wall of hostility between Jew and Gentile. You know, one was a deliverer of the gospel and the other a receiver, and neither had reason to boast. Why? Because both received gifts. The cross is a gift for today, tomorrow, and forever. The blood that was poured out on the cross is a gift that keeps flowing today. It flows for transformation. It's flowing love into us right now and hopefully our listeners. Uh, it flows the spirit from the cross into us and then out of our hearts where we can look at people as Jesus looked and looks at people. He died for all, brother. <laughs> you know, there was no distinction on the cross. Uh, you know, and we are joined together powerfully through being united at the cross, receiving the same spirit, all being adopted into the same family. There's only one family that we're adopted into as sons and daughters, and why we can cry out, Abba, Abba Father. You know, Daddy, you saved us. You turned your back on your only son and rejected him so that we could all be accepted. And it's just, brother, this is why we do these podcasts and why the church needs to rediscover the power of the cross for the body of Christ. 
That is so true. That's the focus on the cross that corrects our understanding for the rest of our lives. We'll need this correction. Um, think about <clears throat> right here in this passage, there are two verses connected that are so important for our, our subject. In Acts 10, 43, it says, all the prophets testify about him, Jesus, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. All right, so right there we see, yes, the Gentiles, yes, those in that category over there are forgiven based upon the work of Jesus on the cross. But look at the next verse. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. And he, he says the circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. In other words, they were exercising the gifts that the Spirit had given. So um, in today, sometimes Christians will say, well, sure, they can be forgiven, um, but that's it? No, everyone who's forgiven receives the Holy Spirit who gives gifts to the body for the purpose of building up the body. And here we see in, in these set of verses, those things connected together. Forgiveness is never separated from usefulness. Uh, forgiveness is not an end in itself. It's to usher the way in to being used by the Holy Spirit to exercise the gifts that he gives for the building up of the body. And just because they were Gentiles or just because you were in some category made by man in the past based on your sin does not mean that the Holy Spirit is not giving you a gift that must be used. Uh, mm. says, for they heard them speaking in tongues, right? They heard them. Mm. The people were heard um, because God does not sideline or categorize believers based on sin in the past. And I, I just think that's so important to see happen here. I, I, that's why I brought up that illustration, Eric, because the woman from Tekoa said, God does uh, does not leave people banished. He makes a way where banished people will not remain estranged from him. In saying those words, she was pointing right to the cross. God made a way whereby you would not be banished from him, where you would not remain estranged through your sin. God made a way that you who were banished because of your past can come in and be part of the family and be given the gift of the Holy Spirit and be useful to others and can praise and, and to sing and to worship and to use your gift so that others will hear you. Because I'll tell you this, Eric, people who are forgiven need to be heard. We, we can Amen. be greatly edified by hearing the praise that erupts from a forgiven sinner, right? Amen. Yes, absolutely. And we don't look at people's past sin, but we look at the cross and how much they've been forgiven of the tremendous amount of sin that we've all committed in our lives, all forgiven. And, you know, formerly we were useless to the kingdom, but at the cross, we are made useful 
like when Paul wrote to Philemon, right? Onesimus was once useless, and now I'm returning him to you as he is useful, not only for me, but for you. I'm sending my very heart. Why? They've been connected at the cross. He who was formerly useless in our sins and trespasses, we are made useful. So I'm so thankful you brought that up. When we're forgiven, we're made new. When we're forgiven, we're made useful. Our hearts of stone didn't make us useful. But when God removed it at the cross and gave us a heart of flesh, we were made useful. And you're right, brother. I want to hear the testimony of any and all who have been forgiven and received the forgiveness of their sins. Why do I want to hear them? Because I know that they're going to share a testimony about the death and resurrection of the Son and how they used to walk around condemned, but then they see clearly that Jesus was condemned for them and they're no longer living in it. They're living free and forgiven. The weight of sin was taken by Jesus, so it's lifted off of them. They are made useful in the kingdom now, useful as part of the body of Christ. The body doesn't, uh, all parts of the body, brother, are useful. Different aspects, but all useful together. And so I hope that someone listening knows and recognizes that they've been forgiven much and made useful for the kingdom in whatever capacity it is. You're part of the body of Christ, purchased for you, bought with a price, and you've been washed and cleansed. And, and it's just marvelous. We want to hear from you, actually. If you've been blessed by these podcasts, please write into the help desk, all one word, at settingcaptivesfree.com. Maybe you have a testimony of forgiveness that you'd love to share. And we'd love to hear it. Right, brother? Amen. Yes, if you are one of these sinners who have been forgiven, as I am, as Eric is, write in and share the power of the cross. Write in and share your forgiveness. Write in and share how you were crucified with Christ, and therefore your past is dead <laughs> and buried, and you have risen as a new creation of anyone. Eric, if anyone, Jew or Gentile, black or white, divorced or un, whatever category you used to be, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And so you are now useful in the body of Christ. And one of the ways that you can be most used is that we might hear you, even as they hear, heard the Greeks here declaring the praises of God and using the gift of the Holy Spirit. I love Peter's word here in verse 28. He says, But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. God showed him through a vision in letting down those <clears throat> unclean animals that were against the law, and God saying, Go and eat them. God taught Peter, Do not call impure or unclean anyone whom God has made pure and made clean. Eric, there are people in the church today <clears throat> that need to, to learn the same lesson that Peter learned. 
that they might even now think of who they might extend a hand of fellowship to. Maybe they have said, oh yeah, they can be forgiven, but I don't want to be around them. Maybe they might want to reach out just now, even as God reached out uh, by sending his son to the cross to gather us in that we might fellowship with God. God reached out while we were still sinners. Christ died for us, Eric. And maybe God is impressing someone right now to reach out to someone, to call, to send an email, and to say, I'm remiss. I've, I've not treated you according to the gospel. I've treated you like David, saying you can come into the kingdom, but not into my house. And I, my house is now open to you. Uh, I love you. And, and I want to bury the past and to receive you as a brother. Uh, it talks about that in 2 Corinthians, Eric. In 1 Corinthians, Paul says, send away the guy who's living in sexual immorality. Send him away. You know, why? So that he would learn. He would come to his senses. Well, then in 2 Corinthians, Paul says, now look, receive him back. Otherwise, he'll be overly discouraged. Receive him back. Don't let him live out there, outside. If he's repentant and comes to you, receive him. Open your arms. Even as we see Jesus open arms on the cross, that's God saying, I have nailed my arms open to all who would come, that I receive you freely, that I've forgiven your sins, and now we can fellowship together for the rest of our lives and through eternity. Wow, that was powerful, brother. And this is why we need uh, a fresh view of the cross daily. Uh, we need to be corrected daily. We need to grow in our understanding of this powerful cross, just like we've seen in this story and the other stories that we've shared. And we need to see how much we've been forgiven <clears throat> so that we can extend that to others. Like you said, yeah, maybe they've been forgiven, but I don't want to be around them. No, 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 no. No, they've been forgiven and accepted and adopted into the family through the same sacrifice that saved us. And so, yes, we need to reach out to those who have been forgiven. Uh, we need to, unless they be overly discouraged, just like you said, brother. And this is how, you know, we link arms and we are anchored together at the cross. Uh, you know, certainly we shouldn't say that we have no need of somebody that is part of the body of Christ. We need each other. And, and uh, you know, we need to be united with this message and encouraged with this message uh, and to look at our thinking and our actions through this message and let it uh, affect our heart once again. Let it change our thinking once again. Let it correct us once again so that we can reach out to those and, and seek forgiveness if necessary. Reach out to those and love them the way we've been loved. And, uh, you know, we've all been formerly, we were washed, right? We were washed. We were sinners, but we were washed with the same cross. We were united with the same cross. And so this is why, brother, this message needs to be delivered and preached and taught over and over again so that we might receive the message. We might hear it again and, and we might act on it. And, uh, you know, that people would know 
that we're disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ by the love that we've received and now the love that we can share. Amen. As a summary of this passage, Eric, I'd like to add one more thought. You talked about being uh, corrected and connected. I'd like to say that we're also commissioned um, mm. because think of Peter um, as it starts with him in Acts chapter 10. And he had a wrong understanding uh, of how Gentiles were to be treated. They are to be accepted and received because the cross spreads to all people. The message of forgiveness goes to all people. So he was corrected in his understanding. He was connected with this uh, Gentile, and he was commissioned to go and tell him the good news. But then think about Cornelius. Um, he was also corrected. It's not through my good works, my religious deeds, my giving to the poor. That's not how salvation happens. Um, how it happens is through the washing of the cross, through the forgiveness of my sins, that God gave his son to suffer to make me right with him, not through my works, but through Jesus' works. But then he began praising God, and all who were there heard these Gentiles praising God. He'd been commissioned to go now and to let others hear the praise and to hear the worship and to hear this message coming from him as well. And so, Eric, we're corrected by the cross, we're connected by the cross, but we're commissioned by the cross to go and tell people and invite them to come in as well. Um, brother, would you, as we close this podcast, um, speak to the heart of somebody who maybe has felt disconnected, who maybe has felt separated or categorized, who needs to know that the cross accepts, reconciles them to God and receives them, and that they now are commissioned to go and tell a message as well. Amen, brother. Our Father in heaven, we are just so delighted that we can do these podcasts around this powerful cross that washes and cleanses and forgives us, connects us, unites us, fills us with your Holy Spirit, and then sends us out. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, I want to lift up this dear one that might uh, feel this separation. Uh, Lord, would you allow them to see the cross in all its glory and power, that they've been washed and forgiven, connected to the body of Christ through the shed blood they've been washed, and now they've been lifted up, they've been made new, all their sins have been washed away at the cross, and they've been connected to the body of Christ, and they are now sent out to give testimony, like the woman at the well, come and see a man who told me about my life and satisfied my very soul. Uh, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that they would be lifted up in heart, uh, that they would recognize this powerful cross has forgiven all their sins where you remember it no more. There's no condemnation left for them, but they are part of the family of God where they can cry out, Abba, Father, uh, where they've received the Spirit, the rivers of living water now flowing in them and out of their hearts. Oh, Lord, I pray that this dear one wouldn't be able to contain the joy that's welling up in their heart, that they would write in. Uh, that they would be
begin to speak the message of the cross with others and that all of us, Lord, would be corrected in our thinking as Peter was or corrected in our religious thinking by works of righteousness that cannot save us. And so, Lord, we are just so grateful for the powerful cross and, and, and being able to do another podcast gathered around the foot of the cross where Jesus poured out his love, grace, and mercy into all, into all nations. The cross is going, and, and, and the cross is for all nations. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.